Get your prostates ready for a fun bonus episode. We got some events coming up, pharmacy tips and tricks, some chemistry knowledge, all kind of great stuff. And we're even going to talk about those scumbags, Logan Cruz and Wheezy T for breaking our table at Pride of Wrestling. Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. We're focused on everything on men's health, looking at your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual well-being. You're going to take care of that and make sure you keep on going. What's going on, guys? It's Pat and Cam throwing a little bonus action your way. Just because uh, we feel like it. It's our show. Friday, we ain't got no jobs, and we ain't got shit else to do. <laughs> well, I have a job, and I have a real dickhead boss. <laughs> Let's yeah. see, I got a job as well, but I'm off today, so I'll count it. I'll count it. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of book light on the uh, books today. Kind of by design. I have a busy weekend, personally. So, uh, just was like... Trying to chill on Friday so I can be ready because next week is going to kick me in the dick probably more times than I would like. Yeah, it really seems to be kind of speeding up towards the end of the year and it's more and more busyness as things are happening. Yeah. It'd be nice I, and slow like it was in May. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you and I talked on the phone last night and uh, Cam, Cam's got some pretty good news. Uh, really excited for him. Uh, what do you got going on here coming up? pretty soon uh, well i'd be changing gears a little bit um exiting the community f- retail pharmacy side and actually entering the nuclear pharmacy world that's kind of where i wanted to do what i wanted to pursue since first year of school um it's just a little bit harder to get those positions they kind of one of those jobs where people get them and they hold that shit until they die so i need waiting for some people to kind of die off or find a different position and I got an opportunity up in Louisville, Kentucky, um, with a, a lab up there. So I will be starting that in September, um, mid, mid-September-ish or so. So I'm pretty pumped to get up there and uh, mix around with some radiation. It's interesting. So in traditional nuclear pharmacy, um, you'll actually have your hot cells where you do all the the actual like introduction of the radioactivity into the medication. Uh, you'll have your arms into that. Um, I'll be doing high energy and it's like some Gundam suit shit. Like you're outside of the hot cell with like these robot arms and you're like working these arms that are inside the cell. They have like little pinchers and they're moving the needles and doing all the injections and stuff. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting change of pace of hands on to robot hands. Yeah, I did a little, uh, I did a little action at, at a nuclear pharmacy here in Tampa while we were in school. Uh, really interesting stuff. The hours are not for me though. I worked the night shift at an old job and I've just kind of sworn that whole thing off. Even though nuke's yeah. not really the night shift, it's just like so early in the morning that it's almost night shift. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty much it pretty much is. You start uh depending on your load and the energy you require, we'll be starting our days at like, you know, one, two, three AM, something like that. But uh it still kind of fits, you know, anybody else who's in the military, they're usually fucking yelling at your shit that early. <laughs> to start your PT day or whatever the hell you got going on. Anyhow, so I was kind of used to that, I guess. I've done some overnights too after undergrad, um, during undergrad. So definitely not new. Kind of a night owl, I guess, myself. I don't really get a whole lot of sleep. Then I still go to work for 12 hours and then come back and still stay up till, you know, 1 a.m., some shit like that. So it's something I could definitely swing into. So, um, what exactly does nuclear pharmacy entail? Is that, are you doing uh, radio treatments? Uh, like chemotherapy type stuff or is it diagnostic testing or does it like encompass everything it can encompass a lot of things right now it's a lot of diagnostics 
Um, so we will be mixing, uh, we'll be marking essentially uh, a glucose molecule. This is the main drug they deal with. Um, you'll be marking a glucose molecule and you'll be seeing where its metabolism goes through. So we're doing a lot of screenings. Usually it's going to be for cancers, um, things like that, to kind of see what cells are taking up the majority of this nutrient. Um, and that's kind of helps you pinpoint where, you know, tumors may be cancer growth, things like that. Um, you can also do some kits on a low energy. We'll do some things for cardio stress tests and things like that. So they can kind of see uh, as it perfuses the blood, you know, issues that may be developing around the heart and the vasculature. Um, there's also a lot of newer drugs that are being produced. There was a recent kind of boom with radioactivity and uh, medication. So a lot of companies have been producing a lot of drugs. So they get contracts with companies, with labs to produce the product. Um, so the facility I will be at will actually have a few of those contracts. So there will be new drugs I'll have to learn about um, that we are contracted to make. And those things can be distributed up into Ohio and Indiana, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. So it has kind of a far range just because it's only so many labs will get the get those um get those drugs. But again, most of them will be diagnostics. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. If you if you've uh if you're a nerd like us and you are interested in kind of the science behind it, they actually when they will use it for diagnostic testing, like Cam was saying, with a a glucose molecule. And then they're able to like trace how that molecule interacts with your body pretty much all the way through. Uh, and, and the purpose behind it is to, you know, you, they'll tag a molecule and the purpose behind it is to see if there's an area of like the body or something that is malfunctioning and they can kind of pinpoint exactly where it's happening based on tracing it back. So as far as that end goes, what I've seen, it's really interesting, pretty cool stuff. So, uh, super pumped that you, uh, that you have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. It kind of sucks. We gotta, gotta be leaving the area. You know, we spent the last six years in the area, last, what, three, four of our years building building this, and it's not going away. So everybody, listen, don't think we're going to be separating from this. It's just now our, you know, our cast and everything will just be a little more distance between the computers rather than what they are now. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're still trying to, trying to still do events and still kind of come down and do things. It's not too long of a flight. Um, and also now we'll have another market kind of coming into us because then, you know, we can move things up there sometimes and do some events in that area. Um, and even some of the cities that kind of surround that immediate spot. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, kind of pumped about it. We, you know, if you're a, a, a what is it, a pretty chronic listener of the podcast, you know that we have the Dad World Order on for uh, for Father's Day. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, it's a pretty fun episode. They talked about fatherhood and just different. They're different, all different dads. Like some are married, some are single dads. They all have their own problems and solutions. Uh, if you're a dad or a parent looking for some solutions and stuff, I feel like they're they're pretty good parents. I mean, I don't know them in person, but they seem like great guys. And uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to them. So they're up there. And so I think that we might do a little bit more collaboration and get into into uh, their communities a little bit more and uh, bring some of the action that we've been bringing to Tampa up to uh, the Louisville kind of Ohio area. Yeah, we will like, come up and bring this fat microphone we'd like to bring with us and kind of introduce more people to the world and kind of open their eyes a little bit more on their, their health care, their needs. And then, you know, we'll get into some trouble with the DWO as well. We'll go see some go see some shows, you know, maybe break some tables, you know, smack some people around, do the good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of breaking tables, um, 
if you've been following along, we did a sponsorship for the Pride of Wrestling show a few weeks ago. And um, those dickheads, the gifted Logan Cruz and Wheezy T, even though Wheezy was on the podcast, he's kind of a dick now. Uh, those guys got smashed through our table and uh, it was it was a brand new table. It was really nice. I was super excited about it. And uh, they they got in a pretty bad fight with the state line brothers. And uh, man, they they had a hell of a match. But now we don't have a table anymore, Cam. It's it's almost unfortunate <laughs> that we have to go through this kind of situation. But it's always good to see someone's back go through a table. You know, let's be honest. Uh, we haven't seen tables broken like that since the Dudley boys. So it's always <laughs> good to kind of see some of this come back. <laughs> yeah, that thing exploded. And then uh, the best part is tonight, it is Friday. Uh, they will be, so we went to the AEW show in, uh, in Tampa the other day and surprise, surprise, they had like a, a taping after the show and Wheezy and Logan wrestled actually. And, uh, they got the absolute shit beat out of them. So I'll be watching that tonight. Um, but it was, it was awesome to watch them get the shit beat out of them just because they broke our table. So I feel like we're even. <laughs> we're even now. And it's <laughs> also good for them, you know. They're stepping up into a bigger, a bigger audience. They got that TV spot now. So let's see if that fame doesn't go to their heads and try to start smashing our tables on site from now on. You know? <laughs> we got to save our bills. We're gonna become frequent shoppers at Home Depot or Lowe's or something, buying all their tables just to prepare for an event. Yeah, I'm gonna open up a table warehouse or something. <laughs> like, gonna need it with those guys around. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, we're super proud of uh, Wheezy, Logan, and the Gifted for uh, getting the opportunity, and they're gonna be on national television tonight. And uh, and Wheezy was on the podcast, and I know uh, coming up here towards the end of the year, we've talked to Logan and and Shogun, and they're that's like Wheezy, Logan, Shogun are all the Gifted. And they put on this great program, uh, Logan and Cheese primarily, I th I think, uh, put on this great program at the end of the year for Hope for the Holidays. And and they get kids gifts and donations to get them gifts. And uh, that's actually where we met them. Uh, and I told them that even though they're scumbags, that, that we're down to help out the kids and the families during Christmas. So we're uh, <laughs> we're going to yeah, we're going to do that show. I think we can we can afford another table if it means you know a bunch of kids have a better Christmas, better holiday. So it's a risk we can take. Yeah. Plus, the last one they raffled off an exquisite championship belt. So if there's another one of those things coming around, you know, bring those bring those singles in there. Uh, hopefully they keep that. I think it was a dollar ticket last year, so hopefully they keep that price. Bring as many singles as you can and start buying those raffle tickets to help one help with the children and get a chance at that sweet ass belt that you yeah. don't have to go through a table for. Yeah, hold those singles. Don't spend them all at the strip club. Uh, cause the kids probably need them more than what, whoever's phone bill you're paying. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if those at the dollhouse are using those, those dollars for, uh, for their kids, but uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so, uh, save your dollars and, uh, be on the lookout towards the end of the year, right around the beginning of December, we do that. But, uh, we got some other programs coming up that we're really excited about on, um, August 31st, we're partnering up with all y'all yoga and equality Florida. And we're doing a men's sexual health discussion um, for all men. Doesn't matter your uh, sexual orientation or race or anything like that. This is geared towards men. And what the purpose is, is to just discuss the importance of, of sexual health and taking care of yourself 
And um, just, you know, it can go bad quick. But if you take care of yourself, you can have a really good time. Yeah, and then you can continue to have a good time and not have to put yourself in a situation where now you'll be concerned about it or have to get medications or expensive care or anything like that. So, you know, you want to keep that train clean and keep it running. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is like, you know, tips from your local pharmacist. I believe gonorrhea is getting wild. Gonorrhea and chlamydia and syphilis, I think they're all starting to really show some resistance to the antibiotics that we have. So guys, like, you know, even more important to be careful because if you got a resistant bug and it's going to be more and more expensive treatment and, you know, there's some antibiotics that are, you kind of just have to be in the hospital get. So, um, we want to keep, keep, keep that stuff out of your system. Um, so, you know, I, I know I'll be real, like, you know, maybe wearing a condom doesn't feel as good, but neither does syphilis. Yeah. You just kind of, kind of make a choice. Neither does being linked up in the hospital attached to some satarylene or something that they somehow got hold of, to be honest. But what a lot of people don't understand and they don't know is that there's not a whole lot of money when it comes to making antibiotics. So that's why not a huge market of companies working on. That's why we've been on the same antibiotics for a long time. And that's why few new ones ever come out. Um, Aside from the research and the work it actually takes to create those things, it's just not beneficial to companies per se. So yeah, you know, we need them for healthcare and things like that. But like, if you can make a lot more money, you know, making sildenafil all day, then you're going to be making, then you're going to be spending to make an antibiotic. Obviously it's what they do. So. Yeah. And uh, so like sildenafil and all that stuff, that stuff uh, still cash pay in the retail market. Yeah. Uh, so really covered by insurance or any kind of coverage like that. So most of the time, you, usually, you know, you slap on a coupon or something to bring it down, but it's not going to be covered by your, your insurance coverages. Yeah. So traditionally those drugs, well, not traditionally, or I guess originally those drugs came out for uh, pulmonary hypertension. We've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. And then they found out that I guess all these dudes with uh, pulmonary hypertension were just popping woods and they're like, oh, this could be cool. Um, they were rocking fucking hard sauce all the time. They were like, shit, this doesn't make any sense. My blood pressure is not getting much better, but God dang, my fucking cock is rock. <laughs> yeah. They're just punching holes in the drywall <laughs> with uh, pulmonary hypertension and they don't even know what's going on. They're just like, well, you know, I'm a Superman now. So um, that would that would have actually been interesting to been a doc back then. Like, oh, take this. Oh, wait. <laughs> well, it's crazy. So, um, one of the guys who created, I think, I think it is the Denafil. I can't remember hundred percent. It's one of them. Uh, he's actually a uh, chemist over there in uh, Florida Institute of Technology. So FIT over Melbourne area, I think it was. Uh, I went on a trip in undergrad to kind of visit the college. And I just went because it was cool to go see those people. And that's where his lab was. So it's like a big, you know, I want to say it's a pride thing they have, but you know, it's because that brought them money. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. You get a, you get a discovery like that and then, you know, you know, big companies pick up on it. Pfizer picks up on it, you know, you're getting paid for it. So I'm sure that was a bigger part of that, but it's actually local here in our backyard per, uh, per se. Yeah. When, um, when I was an undergrad, we, I had a professor in the organic chemistry department and I think the dude would get paid like a ridiculous amount of money every year because he patented a, uh, I think it's like a guanine um, analog molecule that's used in all kind of drug research and stuff. And dude just 
he wouldn't, he never has to work again. I mean, he gets paid yeah. a, a ridiculous amount of money, but he still, he was sole professor, good dude. Uh, actually learned a lot from him. And uh, I think he had like three or four patents that the drug companies had bought up and was still just toiling away in the lab. I probably would have just cashed in my chips at that point, but good for him. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times they get into it for not that purpose and they get lucky and they have that happen. Um, but even, you know, the guy who, who created that drug or FIT was still there at the time. So he was in the same thing. He was still in the lab cooking stuff up, kind of researching things. And I mean, that's also how you get some of that revenue as well. So, you know, maybe that payout isn't as big. So you maybe still be looking for the next one. Um, or I know some of them, they're also looking for grant money because they want to sponsor their, you know, their other research they like doing. Because um, we had an inorganic uh, professor in uh, USF who got a pretty good size grant for essentially filtering some kind of product out of urine. Uh, it was like through the sewer lines, he was able to filter out a certain, certain, pretty sure it was a metal or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was and got big money for it. So, I mean, now it's grant money. So he's using it for educational purposes and whatnot, but still, like it's still pretty impressive. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, being in the lab and kind of, because I did undergrad research for, I think, like a year and a half, two years over at USF. And it, it's very interesting at kind of looking how biochemistry reacts, now, not to nerd out too, too much, but how you have to get molecules. Like, I think, I think biochemistry at USF didn't accept anything unless it was 98% pure, like proven on the uh, NMR machine. Um, that's kind of where they take the substance that you have. Usually if it's an organic compound, it's like a whiter off yellow kind of color. You throw it through this machine and it zaps it with all these magnetic um, frequencies, and it's able to read the structure of the components, and it can tell you how pure your compounds are. It's a very expensive machine. Um, I'm not going to say that undergrad student. I saw undergrad students in there like testing other substances <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> to see how pure they were, but uh, occasionally I did. So nobody rat us out. I mean, it's been years ago. I think we're past anybody getting in any trouble for that but yeah. uh <laughs> the uh the nmr machine is it's very interesting to watch it like give the readouts and i definitely don't remember on the or i definitely don't miss the organic chemistry test where it's like oh look at this nmr reading what molecule do you think it is yeah <laughs> you remember that, that <laughs> Just sounds, me... <laughs> like i don't know it was cool while you're doing it and i don't know why but i kind of felt like i'd be doing more of that like in my life i don't know why it's Probably the same as like calculus or algebra. Like, oh man, people want to be using this. This is ridiculous. And then you get past it and you're like never seeing it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Because inorganic, they also do the, um, and when I when I say, I'm saying inorganic, so I-N organic, not in organic chemistry. Um, they also do the x-ray modeling. Um, so I can't remember the name of it, of course, but they basically shoot it with x-ray so you can see the crystalline structure of these molecules as well. It's the same kind of thing. You get this weird kind of shape deal, and it's hard to read these because it's an x-ray, so it is like very black and contrast to white and stuff like that. But they're like, oh, yeah, what kind of shape do you think this is? What kind of structure? And it's part of the exam. And you're like, oh, she'll be seeing this all the time. And you never, never see it again. <laughs> never. never I, think, I was all excited because I was good at organic chemistry, and I was like, all right. 
I'm going to do a lot of med chem in pharmacy school. And pharmacy was like, yeah, we're going to do a lot of med chem. And then you just, you don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> You're like, dang you know, like, All right. You take some classes again, but like biochemistry we took in, in pharmacy school was kind of a joke because pretty much all we did was talk about enzymes all day. <laughs> and that was it. And, you know, when you, like my undergrad thing was in biochemistry. So I I took like three or four different biochem classes. So you get so much deeper into this stuff. And then here we're just like, oh, yeah, this enzyme does this. And it needs for this process. And then you're moving on. Yeah, uh, it's all about the drugs, nice. baby. It was a good uh, good break from hard classes, I guess, to have an easy one. So Yeah. No, there was definitely times in, in pharmacy school where I felt like my dick was getting kicked in. And I'm just like sitting there. And, and pharmacy school is like just this giant dominatrix. And it's just pulling back. My legs are spread and hit me with that gold dust shattered dreams. Like just... Stepping on over the and, <laughs> over and over and over again. I'm like, am I ever going to make it out of here? I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're out and it's good and uh, life is good. So uh, speaking of which, guys, if you go to the pharmacy, be nice to your pharmacist. You know, at, you know like, to, be honest, to be honest to everybody. Like, yeah, be nice to everybody. The technicians the there have a huge weight that they have to deal with. And honestly, they don't need you to come in there bitching about stuff. Like, shit gets fucked up. A lot of times it's the insurance company causing some problems, so it's completely out of our hands. And there's no reason to bitch about that shit. Call your insurance yeah. company. Yeah, for sure. We're just going to pop a little pharmacy advocacy. Um, we were recently discussing a uh, a pharmacy trip, and, and we we're told that there was some pharmacy advocacy going to going to take place on the trip and there's going to be a bunch of pharmacists around and Cam and I got on the call and they're telling us about it and we're like oh, wait a second are we going back to school it just seemed like playing <laughs> hee-haw with the fuck around gang and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like yeah and then you ask, and then we asked I mean how many times did I ask the guy I was like are, okay so like that's cool the games and stuff are a lot of fun but like what where's like the advocacy for the profession and then yeah, we just kept I asking. Really, I don't really see where we can do advocacy with the profession if it's just us already, because we already know this. Right. But I mean, I, I get it. It's a good concept. And I'm sure it'll be I'm sure it'll still be a lot of fun. But yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely be avoiding some of those things that's throw back to school. Yeah, I think that for the cost that it would be to go on this trip, we could buy so many more tables and have them smashed. <laughs> and uh, the cost benefit analysis here, I think is just leaning towards the tables. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it might be even more cost efficient for us to start our own table fixing business and just keep repairing our table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we could buy uh we could probably buy some particle board and just get the table, uh, the table legs, screw them in. Yeah. It yeah, I saw somebody do it on YouTube and it didn't look that hard. I'm kind of handy, so I probably can make it happen. I wouldn't even use screws. We'll probably just like use Velcro on it, so that way we can just quickly reassemble a new table to <laughs> work back on top of it again. Or we're not picking up cards and stickers and stuff for people to hand out. Well, I, I, you know, at the show, I know, I know you couldn't be there, Cam, but it was actually funny because when Logan went through the table, his whole back was just covered in stickers, <laughs> and so he's getting dragged back to the ring. And they they throw him in the ring, and just his entire back is covered with men's health stickers. <laughs> and some random person just screams, "There's gonna be stickers everywhere!" <laughs> it was so funny, and uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Like shout out to 
shout out to Pride of Wrestling for for letting us get in there and and actually being a part of the show. That was like really cool. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a really good show too. The one we went to before that was absolutely fire. It was out of control. I'm pretty stoked. You know, you went. I went and gave them guys a like on their follow, whatever it is, on the face box. And uh, you know, Bud Heavy is gonna be going against Shogun for that. Yeah, that time. I'm pretty stoked. Bud Heavy, Bud Heavy's a good dude. Good dude. Uh, we, we talked about him with uh, Weezy, so hopefully they'll be sharing that inhaler. And hopefully Weezy's not being stingy and holding back for him, just so he gets a you know gets a spot down from Shogun, but. Yeah, I was waiting for Wheezy. Uh, I, they probably couldn't do it, but I was waiting for Wheezy the other night when I was watching him get the shit beat out of him. Um, I was like, Wheezy, get your inhaler. <laughs> and <he> did. <laughs> I don't think they let him bring out his own gimmick. Um, yeah. just, or they just got the shit beat out of him so bad he couldn't reach for it. But Wheezy was laid out. He was laid out outside of the ring for a while. Um, no inhaler, so no Popeye, no nothing, just... Just him and his asthma getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he gave it to the ref, like he said. He does. Yeah. And, uh, he was too far away, and the ref was, you know, too busy with the other guys. So yeah, the ref was way too busy watching Logan get the shit beat out of him too. So again, we're even for the table. It was awesome watching you guys get beat up. Uh, we still love you guys, um, and uh, you know, so I think I think we got your match sponsored on on September 9th, too. So we got the gifted match sponsored. Um, so we'll see what happens as far as like what what goes on with them. Yeah, that'd be good. And uh, let's see. We have anything else, Cam, coming up? We got the August 31st at All Y'all Yoga in Tampa, Florida. It'll be at six o'clock. Some really good incentive to stick around afterwards. Obviously, we're going to be there and that's awesome. Um, but there's a lot of good places to get some good food, good drinks. Uh, there's a really nice sense of community around the area. And, um, you know, so it'll be us just providing some education for our community. So, you know, kind of thank you to Seamates Creamery for kind of getting the ball rolling on all this and really being, uh, at the forefront of their community. Um, and there, so they're all just in the same plaza and then, um, Equality Florida is going to reach out and they'll be there. And we're just going to have a, a nice, you know, 45 minute discussion on just how to be safer in bed. Do your thing. Enjoy yourself. We want you to. Um, but there's a, a safety component there because shit can get crazy pretty quick, especially yeah. from our end, of, you know, the healthcare provider or pharmacist. Um, you know, we can look at your, we can look at the drugs. I had a <laughs> actually had a preceptor one time. What, what was it? It was before the new gonorrhea guidelines and like the drugs rolled through. And he's like, yeah, this person's got the clap. <laughs> and I was like, how do you know? And they're like, just the, it was just the combination of the drugs. I think it was like, what, uh, ceftriaxone and azithromycin. Same time. So you get the gonorrhea and you get the uh, chlamydia knocked out because they can't always test for both or sometimes it doesn't show up. I don't remember. STIs aren't my thing. Yeah, I can't really there. I think it was I like, like that the, whole. I don't like that whole annotation STI either because you know drive a Subaru, so I hear STI. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, race car. It's, <laughs> it's not. So a little funny story for everybody. When I was an undergrad, um, I was walking around campus, and they had a sign. It was like free STI testing, and I was like, oh shit, I could test the STI out. Like fuck yeah, dude, this is fucking tight. 
And then I'm sitting there walking, like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's, yeah, that new indication for STDs, essentially. And I was like, or not indication, the new acronym for it. And right. I was like, you motherfuckers. Like, you I was drive excited. You, like, drive up, and you're parking, and you're like, I'm here to test this SCI, baby. And they're like, all right, go ahead and piss in this cup, and we'll take some blood from you. And you're like, no, no, what? I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> Shouldn't be checking the oil? Trying to drive the car, man. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, guys, uh, be safe, play hard, play safe, uh, do your thing. Uh, just, you know, do it safely, kind of be aware, you know, and don't be afraid to ask your partner questions or, to, you know, just talk it out before you kind of get down. Um, you don't want any surprises. You know, they say, stay strapped before you clap. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, this is just a hot little bonus. want to let everybody know. So we'll be at Pride of Wrestling on September 9th, uh, promoting men's health in some kind of capacity. I hope our table doesn't get broken again. Or if we bring anything, I hope they don't get destroyed. Um, but you never know at a wrestling show. So we'll figure it out. And uh, yeah, and then August 31st. And for the most part, just stay tuned for the podcast, go on the website, sign up for the email list. You'll get an email sent directly to you with our PDF uh, for it's our smoothie guide. So it's a PDF. Uh, daddy juice is included in there. And, you know, the daddy juice, it gets the blood flowing in all the right places. It helps lower blood pressure. Um, you know, the beets and the watermelon component in here. Beets have shown in studies that you can drop your blood pressure by up to eight points if you eat beets consistently. And I think that is right around uh, the same as first-line medications like lisinopril. So if you can do it naturally, give it a shot. Um, you know, sometimes you just need the drugs. Like, it is what it is. But uh, it's a nice, healthy way. And pretty much the only side effect is you have a little bit of red poop. You know, and some of the other drugs, they, they can have some pretty nasty side effects for people uh, individually. I, I got a couple of buddies that are on some blood pressure meds. They have no problem. I had a couple of buddies that are on blood pressure meds, and they was like, they had to cycle through a couple of different ones just because the side effects were getting them so bad. So if you can do it all natural, do it. Yeah. And Hey, we got to, we have a gr couple great testimonials from the daddy juice too. Yeah. I say if anybody wants to check in more information, that daddy juice, go back to the DWO father's Day episode. Cause those guys tried it out and they get you some, they get you their entire story. So they tell you everything they experienced, how it tastes and then what happened afterwards and whether or not they liked it or not. So go back and check that out and, they also have a little bit of tidbits. They kind of put their own little spin on it. They add a little bit of extra things here or there. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of variation is always nice. Yeah, it's not a, a fixed recipe necessarily, but there are three important components. And uh, just kind of going back to that sildenafil stuff, you know what I mean? Like the daddy juice, if it's helping with blood flow, you can always uh, rename your dick Kyle because you just be punching holes in the wall. <laughs> I love that. I love that phrase. I'm probably never going to stop using it. No, no. Yes, <laughs> Why would you? All right, guys. Well, we're signing off on this bonus episode. I hope everybody has a great weekend. It's Friday, so this will probably be up here in a couple of days. Um, otherwise, have fun. Stay safe, stay safe everybody. And uh, we'll catch you very, very soon. Stay cold out there.